1: Legend has it, underneath the NJM insurance offices lies
0: a mysterious room of long-forgotten, mouldy mascot memorabilia, often pitched by ad agencies, always rejected by NJM. Is it real? We may never know. But what is real is NJM's dedication to doing what's right for their customers. Astoundingly, they're proud to put policyholders first. No jingles or mascots, just great insurance. Learn more at NJM.com. There's no place to escape to. This is the last time. Oh, yes. On the left. <laughs> right on That's when the cannibalism started. What was? That? No, the first one is good,
2: though. I, I stand amazing. by the first one. I mean, it's a total ripoff of The Invisibles, but...
0: Everything's a ripoff of
1: something. Shakespeare stole from the Romans. But who did the Romans steal from? They stole
0: Jesus' life. Jesus. Mary, <laughs>
2: Jesus Christ.
0: <laughs> and then who was there for Jesus?
1: Hey, guys, it's a bit, it's been funny and all and stuff, but, like... We don't have to actually nail me to this thing. <laughs> <laughs> guys, hey, guys. You guys are being really funny, all right? But stop it with, the, okay, with the spear, okay? Oh, my all goodness. Right. Welcome to the last podcast. Okay,
0: <laughs> Welcome to the last podcast. On the left, everyone, I am Ben Kissel. I'm staring at Marcus Park. Staring intently. Staring intently.
2: <laughs> Your teeth are looking great, Marcus. Thank you very much. They really, the you, line is working slowly but surely. I
0: actually see the change. I really do. It's weird, right? Yep, and then, of course, we got Henry Zebrowski over there.
1: You sound like a man who just has been staring at trees during September. Oh, like, man, I see it, I wish. I see it. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Foliage expert Ben
1: Kissel, which just means, it's just oh. called being an outside
0: drunk. Yeah. I can't <laughs> wait until my 50s if I make it. Or maybe that's more of a 60s thing. I'm not quite sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it depends on how fast you give up. That's true. All right. Well, we're on to Norwegian black metal part three. And uh, the church burnings, they're they are
2: happening. They happened. And now we're on to murder. Murder indeed. When we last left the black metal scene, the competition of evil had already begun, (laughs) with church burnings happening across the country, and it was only a matter of time before that quest for evil would lead to murder. And finally, the
1: quest for evil has arrived here in my bathroom. As you can see, what I've done is I've taken the caps off of all the toothpaste. (laughs) (laughs) Now the dried (laughs) exterior of the toothpaste will not allow the luscious liquid toothpaste ever to hit the
0: brush of my roommates. (laughs) Oh my Oh my goodness I remember when MTV's real world
2: had real problems like that <laughs> remember that <laughs> and lead to murder it did Whoa! in August of 1992 when Baird Eithon aka Faust stabbed a stranger to death in Lillehammer Norway oh. now Baird or Bard or Bjord or I don't know how, how half
1: these names are pronounced He his name is Faust which is a cool name because yeah. the evil doctor made a deal with the devil's fucking super metal But Bard himself was maybe 75 pounds soaking wet. (laughs) And he had that thing that I cannot stand. It's a hipster thing now, too, with the wispy, like armpit hair hanging out of really thin arms while wearing a tank top. It really just makes me sick. To my stomach. Why?
0: Because they have nice bodies with good, no. luscious
1: armpit hair. No, he looks like Ichabod Crane, and he's got that like sickly, like I'm living in a shanty town in Central Africa body. Where and it's just the it's the the scarecrow fingers. That's what I'm even called <laughs> scarecrow
2: fingers of for fucking nipples. armpit hair. Oh, yeah. for
0: uh, for armpit hair. I'm jealous of that. I
2: am jealous of that body, though. Oh, that's my body. But
0: uh, well, but yeah, yes, it is. (laughs)
2: Now Faust as I suppose we'll call him as we can't really pronounce these Norwegian names Mm. was a drummer for the extremely influential black metal band Emperor signed at the time to Euronymous' Deathlike Silence Productions (laughs) as well as being a part of the so called Norwegian Black Circle. So he's on the way up. He's He's, doing very well in the community. He's doing well in the community and a couple of the other guys from Emperor were very active in the church burnings. Okay. Now Faust also published a fanzine dedicated to black metal called Orcrustus, which somehow translates to the inner circle of hell where Lucifer resides on his throne. So
0: it's Lucifer's bathroom. Oh, I see. Yeah, Orcrustus just sounds like a horrible pizza place. It's all vegan, no cheese at all. It's like you can have Orcrustus, or crustus. Or <laughs> That's all we have is Crustus. Like, uh, it sounds like the thing like after
1: sex when you pee and it just comes out in the two, str- the two separate streams. Oh, uh,
2: yes. <laughs> so in August of 1992, Faust was in Lilyhammer visiting his mother for the weekend.
1: Excuse me, everybody. I know you will miss me. I'm sorry I'm missing rehearsals and visiting my mother. But I will make sure that it is the most evil trip to see my mother that has ever been. <laughs> <laughs> the, most the
0: most
2: black metal visit ever.
1: I don't know about you, Sven, but Faust is getting cooler and cooler.
2: (laughs) So Faust was out having a drink, but he left the bar stone sober because, in his Hmm. words, quote, The atmosphere didn't suit me.
0: Oh, you can't have a drink because the atmosphere didn't suit him? No, the atmosphere did not
2: suit him, so he had to go home. You got to have a drink to suit the atmosphere.
1: (laughs) You left your mother's house to go get a drink. Like, I don't understand. Like, you left you left the bad part to right. go to the good part. So what is it? The atmosphere just didn't have enough rotting
2: corpses? I guess so. Uh, after leaving the bar, Faust decided to walk through a park that had been constructed for the upcoming 1994 Winter Olympics. Oh. Oksana Bayul. Yes, I remember. Oh, yeah, the sexual awakening of... Many of us.
0: Well, this was, was this the Kerrigan Olympics? Actually, it was I the Kerrigan was. Oli- Olympics, yeah. 1994.
2: Well, in that park, a man named Magna Andresen Uh-oh. approached Faust asking for a light, even though Magna was already smoking.
0: Oh. Got a light? <laughs> <laughs> Got a light? Hmm.
2: Got Sounds a light? Like a Budweiser frog outside the barway. <laughs> <laughs> now, it was obvious that Magna was cruising for a little action, oh. but instead of politely declining and moving on, Faust decided then and there, spur of the moment, that he was going to kill this man. Oh, my. Well, Magna asked Faust if he wanted to leave the park and go up into the woods together. They walked together into the forest for a while until Faust decided the time was right.
0: I love that this guy's courting habits were the same as Chicatello's. <laughs> I'll ask him to go to the woods with me. Nothing could go wrong. Or well, Faust
2: later said...
1: I don't really remember what I was thinking, but at least I knew if I didn't do it now, I would not get another opportunity. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the way that you do it, I feel like you should be throwing spaghetti in the air. <laughs> Just very chef-like. So as Magna was walking behind Faust and talking, Faust pulled out the folding knife he mm-hmm. always kept in his back pocket, turned around, and stabbed Magna in the stomach. Magna fell to his knees and Faust continued stabbing him in the neck and face. Mm. And when Magna finally fell to the ground, Faust continued stabbing him in the back, sticking the knife so hard between Magna's shoulder blades that Faust had to brace his foot against the body to get it out again. And after pulling out the knife, Faust started to walk away, but heard Magna making noises like he was still alive. Mm. Faust walked back and kicked Magna's head in, later saying,
1: I didn't want him to manage to live through this and go to the hospital and report me. It was easier to take his life and then go and hope that everything would be okay.
0: <laughs> man. Meanwhile, there's a Michelob and a really nice TGI Fridays with his name on it. And he, and he could have just sat at a damn bar and had a drink. Instead, he killed a poor
1: man. He could have been wined and dined. Yeah. He is 20 years old. Faust has nothing. Faust is a Faust is a garbage person. Yeah, he met an upwardly mobile gentleman that just so happened to want to have a tussle in the bushes. Right, which I think is a thing. People find that romantic. Sure, I don't only because I
2: hate leaves. Well, they stick <laughs> get to your body. Me. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I'm not into that. So it's like I I'm find a- it romantic. Do you? Yes.
0: So you guys well
2: you can listen to sex and other human activities on Last Podcast Network for
0: more insight into the romantic leanings of Marcus Parks. Do you guys leave your
1: apartment To go out into the streets of Greenpoint to have sex? No, you don't do it
0: in the Not in the city, I don't think he's referencing. (laughs) No, No, there's no romance there. No,
2: there's no romance there, and not really in Prospect Park either because, you know, there's kids there, and you can't go to Central Park to the Brambles because that's where the cruising happens. (laughs) You've thought about it. The homeless gay men already have that all staked out, so we can't use that.
1: Do the the Brambles have, like, a no-breeder sign? Well, it's understood. can you
0: not?
2: It's understood.
0: Ah, (laughs) <laughs> it's an understanding. Yeah, that's just uh, that's something in okay. New York City
2: you understand. Have you ever walked through the brambles before? I know, I don't know what a bramble is. I know there's a drink called a bramble. Yeah, no, Brambles is a part of Central Park where lots of gay sex happens. Okay, well, yeah, you gotta yeah. have a little fun.
0: Yeah,
1: you got to leave a lot of clearance for your feet. You gotta really lift your knees when you're walking through there <laughs> because you don't like you just want to make sure you don't accidentally step on a honeymoon.
2: Well, all in all, Faust stabbed his victim 37 times. Ugh. and the body was found two days later by a schoolgirl. Jogging in the
1: area I just see like That's my problem though Is that in in these areas I just imagine like A a very well set Woman in a leader dress With a beer stein on her head And pigtails I mean you know It's the
0: old cliche Why jog You're just gonna find a body But has a a person Skippy never found
2: a body (laughs) Have a little more fun with it well, the day after the murder, Faust returned to Oslo, where he joined Varg and possibly Euronymous, depending on who you talk to, and burned down Hulmin Kulin Church. This guy is having a busy 48 hours for a black metal star. Yeah, man. Technically,
0: it's called a black metal bot mitzvah. is oh, <laughs> what he just did. I <laughs> see. It said. Is
1: that he... He, uh, it was true. He hit it all at once because what he said was that he went to go hang out, immediately started bragging about what he did. Smart. And then the two of them said, Do you want to come on this church burning with us? And he and he just straight up said, Was like, Well, I've already killed someone, I might as well burn a church. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Horrible people,
1: yeah. And the night yeah. after
2: that, the night after the church burning, Faust was watching TV when he found that he was directly responsible for both the lead. And the follow-up stories on the national news, which nobody wow. had linked at the time.
0: So, but they didn't realize it was him. The, the no, stories they had, they were just had, out there. They
2: had no idea. They knew that the church burnings were a, bla- a pretty much a. They knew that they it was a black metal thing, mm-hmm. but with uh, Magna and Drayson, that was just a complete and total unsolved murder. Okay. And when Faust was asked if Magna being gay had anything to do with the murder, Faust said, I don't like it when you're trying to get people who aren't homosexual.
0: It's okay if they want to be homosexuals, but at least they must stay with their own people. This guy is dressed like... Avril Lavigne on a bad day. <laughs> yes. After being buried in the ground for three days and he has the audacity to judge others. It's really
2: incredible how judgmental they are. Extremely I mean their whole thing is based on being judgmental. Uh, because these guys are very biblical. But I thought like they, they, were they supposed are to be old cool. testament biblical. Yeah. No, it's yeah.
1: the opposite. They are hardcore us versus them. It's the same thing as like the bad it's the bad side of any what becomes sort of like a cult like mentality. Is that they they believe it's us versus them and they sit there also kind of sounds like if he didn't and kill him that they might have fallen
0: in love with each other yeah that's a, a, a bit of that in there as well
2: well that's what faust is he's one of those homophobes that as long mm. as gays are on the other side of the room he can keep that hatred and homophobia at bay but as soon as a gay person talks to him he starts feeling all weird inside he freaks out and it comes out in extreme violence My in other words he's one of those guys with the feelings that are strongest yes exactly Now, the night of the murder, Faust immediately called Euronymous to tell him all about the murder, and Euronymous told Varg, and Varg used it as currency to show how cool and evil the scene was when he was talking to girls. It's like that
1: sleepover game that used to be advertised when we were a kid, where it's like you call the girls up on the telephone, and they're all like, "'What?' Say it again. Brad did what? And they're oh, curling yeah. the telephone cord on their finger
0: back and forth, just kicking their feet up, mm-hmm. eating marshmallows in bed. Man, it's a '90s flashback week for me. I watched Goosebumps yesterday as well. Oh, how was that? It's horrifying. <laughs> it's great stuff. Is it just you with your suit jacket on and no clothes underneath that
1: Just is drinking a tall. No clothes just at all, my friends.
2: No clothes at all at home for me. <laughs> well, not only did this murder and the subsequent church burning give the scene a bit a social currency, it also gave the scene more confidence in their actions, as not only had they gotten away with dozens of arsons, including one that had resulted in the accidental death of a firefighter, but one of them had now gotten away with murder and topped it off with another church burning, Mm. all consequence free. Oh, up to this point. Up I would assume point. some
0: consequences must be coming, yeah. correct?
2: But just like the Doomsday Machine and Dr. Strangelove, there's no point to any of this if you keep it a secret. Ah. Uh. So Varg gave an anonymous interview to the Biggestidene newspaper. The what was that? Biggestidene. The Biggins Biggestidene. Are you sure this Big- isn't a trucker magazine? <laughs> what's,
0: what's going on?
2: I don't, I don't know. know how that's pronounced. No idea. <laughs> <laughs> I think Titany Dideney. It's a newspaper, in any case. It's a newspaper. It's a newspaper. (laughs) He gave the interview in January of 1993, uh, and this is the interview that Varg refers to as the media event.
1: Go fuck yourself. Honestly, <laughs> it's this whole thing where he says he did this on purpose and this is carefully constructed. No, I, uh, it, it may actually be. I think it kind of is. But it's uh, the way that the, the media was manipulated just so easily. It's because the pa-
2: the story was just handed to them. Yes, exactly. And so they just ran with it. Yeah. It's such a perfect media story. It's a great media, especially yeah. in the 90s. Like, oh, you know, again. you've got the whole satanic panic thing going right. on in the in America and then all of a sudden Norway has their very own satanic right. panic they have their very own huge crime story to cover and people ate it up they yeah. just they could not get enough of it it's oh, just innocent it's, times man the bad, simpler days the yeah. fun days man yeah you got religion you got church burnings, you got murder you got it all yeah, music
0: yeah. glory days <laughs> is that what that song's about <laughs> yes <laughs>
2: Now, Varg, who it must be remembered, still went by Count Grishnak in casual conversation. <laughs> casual conversation. Casual, yeah. say, Hello, Count. Oh, this is my friend, Count Grishnak. Hello, Grishnak. It's very nice to meet you, oh Count my God. Grishnak.
0: We think the pronouns are difficult now. Imagine if everyone was going by Count whenever they wanted to. I did
2: not go to 12 years of fake
0: royalty school to be called <laughs> Grishnak. I'm sorry, I didn't. I apologize, count. I
1: put myself through several yearly exams. I, know. I wrote a thesis. I I put. I went on summer vacation where I met a girl while working at an ice cream van. I saw, I did that. I was still, yes, and that was then loosely based on the, the movie Once Bitten, was loosely based on my story then. Well, but when know, I graduated, yeah. I stopped being Grishnak. All right, your
0: account, uh, can you just pay for this coffee and get out of this gas station, please? I have no money. Oh, <laughs> you just. Take the
2: coffee. Well, this was an anonymous interview that he did, but he openly said he knew who had burned the churches, saying that they were, quote, showing Othin to the people. Ugh, Othin. Odin. Ah, yes. yes. (laughs) Oath. It's, it's Oath. Oath. I see. There okay. are 20 different pronunciations for
1: Odin. Woden. And guess what? And, he, and each one of them, it's like Sub-Zero <laughs> It Ooh. is like Desert Othen. It's a Pterodactyl Othen. It's
2: Half-Bust Transformer Oathen. That's cool. I like Woden. Yeah, oh, I that's, like That's vo- my favorite one. That well, of course, that's the German way of saying it.
0: Oh, is that right? Yeah. yeah. Look
2: Vod- at interesting. Oh, yeah.
1: ah, 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 wow. yeah. Right on brand. Woden yeah. <laughs> is also a really great come
2: sentence. <laughs> Woden. <laughs> Woden.
0: <laughs> or if you want to freeze your enemy.
2: Except it, It's pronounced Woden. Oh. Uh, yeah, but in the German way. Voden. But that's some of that cultural memory we were talking about in the last episode, the Carl (laughs) Jung cultural memory. You have that, Ben. You were immediately drawn to that. This is true. We've
1: never talked about this. Kissel has the power of the runes deep within his blood. (laughs) Kissel is born with Vril at his fingertips. I'm
2: I'm going to start summoning it. You guys better watch out. Yeah, you're the only one, man. Yeah, I've only got, like, uh, English and French energy. A little bit of Native American. Voting!
1: (laughs)
2: Well, Varg was also quoted as saying that one of the churches that was burned on Christmas Eve was burned not because of the date... But because the black meddlers had heard the word peaceful said on TV, and they got all mad about the quote-unquote righteousness in society.
0: Oh, God. So this is when
2: Varg (laughs) becomes the Penguin. (laughs) They are a D-Bags. Well, Varg says that a lot of the things printed in this article, and for that matter, many of the things printed in Lords of Chaos are complete and total lies. Mm. And there are probably some exaggerations here and there. Oh, I'm sure. But the thing is, a lot of the things Varg said in the interview were confirmed. So it's hard to say what's true and what's not. Yeah. Now they may not have burned the church because someone said the word peaceful, but this is the interview in which he mentioned the bunny chase that we talked about in yes. the last episode. And a decapitated bunny was indeed found at Fantoft Church. Mm. But later the uh, the autopsies would reveal that it was a suicide. <laughs> of the bunny. Oh, yes. we
0: gotta we gotta increase the bunny's lifestyle. <laughs> yes.
2: Plus, some of the quotes do sound a hell of a lot like the self-serious bullshit Varg likes to spout to right. this day, such as it's not good for us to laugh. We have nothing to laugh at
1: in this laughable society. <laughs> well, then you got something to laugh at. <laughs> exactly, it's a laughable make, society. I don't know. Doesn't make any sense. But you think about but, this, right? So now it's a—it's obviously a chicken and egg scenario. He now made the media event. To tie the black metal scene to the crimes, which then causes mm-hmm. heat to show up and investigate everyone, which also creates an impetus for everybody to make the fiction real. So what he did yeah, was right. is sort of, in a in a way he just did the thing. Well, like now we have to walk the walk because if we don't, we look like a bunch of hypocrites. And I am actually the big, fat, dumbass loser that I sound like. Right. Mm-hmm. Are they performing
0: ever?
2: Yeah, they're performing. Still are. Well, Well, uh, Varg doesn't do many live performances because it's just it's a one man band, so it's very tough for him to do a one man Bursum show. But even Mayhem only uh, they didn't do very many performances at all with the original lineup. So these guys are playing shows. Like I think like Emperor and Dark Throne were playing like a ton of shows. Okay, Uh, but we'll get into what Varg is really all about, or at least what I think Varg is really all about. Mm. So after the interview, Varg gave the whole thing one more good kick in the ass publicity-wise and used a picture of one of the burned churches as the cover for the second version release. And he called it Aske, which is Norwegian for ashes. Oh. And the EP hadn't been released yet, but Varg had been handing out flyers for it with his address clearly printed on the <laughs> flyer. Exactly. It's like if O.J. Simpson had taken <laughs> pictures of his bloody hands after
1: murdering the two of them yeah. and like put out a, like some yeah. kind of spoken a word album called right. like
0: look how big these hands are wonder if gloves fit them yeah you know if you could see my wounds they're on the inside and on nicole brown and, and ron goldman
2: well cops put two and two together went to the address and arrested varg for arson hmm. and he was put in prison from january to march of 1993 but he was set free as they couldn't actually prove he was doing anything more than just talking shit and varg knew that now, this whole thing, from interview to arrest, accomplished exactly what Varg wanted it to. It boosted him both as a figure and the scene and in the national Norwegian media, and it juiced the hell out of the whole black metal scene. And if you get famous in the national Norwegian
0: media, we're talking <laughs> hundreds of, uh, hundreds of people. Do you have any idea
1: how many, r- r- I think it's Rickles, what's the name of their money? Rubles? <laughs> Rubles? Runkles. No, no. Hey, Rubles d- is not Russians. Riffles? It's like, it's like, sk- it's like Sklackles. some <laughs> weird name. But you'll be, you'll have up to tens of those. Wow. Whatever like, that is. Squirrels? And you'll have any, any Fjorn? You want What you pick up I don't know what that is I think it's a type of Of shirt It's like a shirt skirt That they wear You can have any sort of Tiersel Which is like I I think is some sort of Sandal shoe It's all of this They're all combo clothes
0: Cool
2: (laughs) Kind of selling it there Things were reaching A fever pitch And it was only A matter of time Before something Really big happened and We've that's, already had church burnings and murder. That's not big enough for these guys. No, we're no. talking
0: really big. Isn't that that's okay? Wow. No. And,
2: and that something would not involve anyone on the outside, but rather it would happen from within, with the murder of how is it, Aisden Ursith, Aston of
0: Ursith, Aisden. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going
2: with John Thompson (laughs) Can we just call him John Thompson from here on out? Anyways, that's Euronimus' real name It's spelled Oyston Arseth, but yeah Oyston Arthas Oyston Arthas
1: Oyston Arseth Woden
2: (laughs) Now, as we said last episode, Burzum Varg's one-man band Had signed to Deathlike Silence Productions Which was the record label that Euronimus owned and operated Mm. Badly can you imagine how sad it would be to just watch a Varg? Like with the guitar on a stand
1: Like we showed last night on the stream It's a guitar yeah. on a stand Him trying to play guitar Running back to the Boom Do, 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 do <laughs> the drums Like doing like Wait a minute Wait a minute Going up and hitting like The the beats machine So it's being like Do 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 And then him screaming Or like doing that thing Where you build the layers With the machine you, Where you play one layer And then click the next
2: thing You yeah. build the layers That is that is how he I'm, I'd assume that's how he recorded All the Burzim albums I don't think he ran from one I like to Henry's another. idea better though <laughs> Oh, or an actual, an actual one-man band with this gigantic apparatus that so he's playing everything all at once. Oh, that'd be so fun to that'd
1: see! Be, this is how I get my steps in. Also, it's, <laughs> the, it's it, it doesn't that happen all the time in the street in the Europe with the one-man bands? It oh, yeah. seems like it's a it's an actual that's a that is an actual band to have. As if you have cymbals between your knees. <laughs> yep,
0: there's a Polish fella off the Bedford stop in Lormer that has he's got the toes tapping, he's got the knees going, he's got a guitar, he's got something going on with his head. God,
2: I love one man. He's a great guy. I love him so much. One of my favorite compilations in the world is called Attack of the One Man Bands. If you can find it and you like rockabilly type of stuff, go check it out. Wow. Now, the recording of the first Burzum album was paid for by Count Grishnak's mother, who, Euronymous, was supposed to reimburse from album sales. And he never did, nor did he pay any royalties for that album or the Eska EP. This poor mother. If you think Varg
1: is a pain in the ass... What is Mom Varg <laughs> going to be like
2: so desperately trying to forget that her son is a loser? Well, from what Varg says, uh, she supports him wholeheartedly in his uh, racial opinions. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And she's very, it's alternative. <laughs> she's, a, she's an alternative mother. I see. Uh, but Euronymous had more problems than just royalties. He was also in a bit of a tiff with a number of bands from the Swedish black metal scene after he mockingly called the band's theory on an afflicted quote-unquote life metal in an interview
0: oh <laughs> oh, oh. oh. no, oh. 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 this is on oh my
1: god i gotta see it's like fight. saying um it's like having a review that's like it more like
2: shit yeah <laughs>
0: Life metal.
2: Ooh, that cuts deep. He did, however, have very nice things to say about Marduk. Oh. Oh, very nice. Yeah, and Marduk is a fantastic band. Well, probably the best Swedish black metal band out there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there are b- differing opinions, but that is the prevailing opinion. Oh. Now, furthermore, Varg's interview had brought so much negative press on the black metal scene that Helveta, Euronim's record shop that was paid for by his parents, was shut down on the directive of said parents. No, oh, hmm. you can't
1: shut down my record shop, Mom. That's where all my evil is. Mom! Oh, wait a second. I just got i got all of these kebab stains on my belly button. Aww. I need to start wearing full shirts.
0: <laughs> oh, trust funds. They're funny. They're, <laughs> those, those kids are a funny bunch.
1: Well, it's like all of the, around me in Brooklyn is all like the, the one stop shops where it's called like Victorious and it's got three shirts oh, and yeah. hangers in there and there's nothing else in there and it's obviously just made by someone's parents' cash and then it's closed in two
0: months. Yep. <laughs> I walked into a store in Williamsburg recently and they laughed me out of the building. Like legitimately, we're just like, we don't have your side. So- what are you? Get <laughs> oh. out. God. And I I just kind of left.
1: Just yeah. stitch the other clothes together. Stitch your clothes. <laughs> put it together. I'm here to spend my money. And then you start being like you start immediately turning like a senator start screaming. That's what I do. When they oh, start yeah. telling me that they don't have clothes for me, and just being like, I'm here to spend my hard earned
0: cash. You need <laughs> to tell me.
2: Well, so Euronymous. He's fighting with the Swedes. He's got he, all the bands are screaming at him about royalties. His parents have made him close down his precious record store. He, I mean, he's losing control here.
0: He is fighting with all the neutral countries. I can't, the, courage, <laughs> yes. the, the courage. And they have a lot fight. of energy to infight because they're not fighting wars. That's yeah. true. That's a good point.
1: I, I also wonder, do you think that it's kind of like Tony Soprano, right? Where he's got, he's got like, it's he's getting leaks in the ship.
2: Yeah, sure. It's
1: starting to like circle all around him. So now he's starting to do the thing where he's going to try and build a, a, another narrative where he is going to try because that's what we're talking about he's heavily talking shit about the other members of mayhem he's talking shit about everybody he is now i imagine throwing out death threats back and forth now that someone is, is dead because i'm just setting Who the knows? scene is that now this man is like alone on a sinking boat and he needs to get the charles manson control of the group again?
0: Yeah, he's like a little gossip columnist.
2: Well, I think I, I think it's a, a little... I don't know if it's that cynical with Euronymous. I think with Euronymous, he had been more of a leader on the actual music side. Mm. Because he was the guy that was releasing albums. He was running the record store to sell those albums. No matter how bad he was at it he was still putting out the music. So the murders and the church burnings, that just, that's just a side dish. Geronimus had nothing to do with that nothing stuff. Nothing to do like, with it. Was no. okay. It was a distraction. It was a distraction,
1: but he was trying to use it. Yeah. Like, he was trying to use it, but he was just so stupid. He was just so stupid, and he can't run a business. He's a musician. He just shouldn't be in charge of the record store. Yeah, right. and he
2: was an amazing musician. Okay. Like, he was a fantastic musician. But, yeah, I mean, usually musicians... Do not make good businessmen. Different skill sets. Sometimes they do. Unless a lot you're of D. Times, Snyder, But
0: yeah. then you also have to be 100% sober. Yeah. <laughs> that is the, uh, By the way, do not watch the Twisted <laughs> Sister documentary. It is so <laughs> <It's> awful. <laughs> if you, you get a chance, You have to be completely so sober
1: bad. to be a good musician yes. and a businessman, and none oh. of them are. It's like the three of us talking when we have our business talks. Oh, yeah. Where stuff we're like, you know, I mean, really, the big thing is that we just got
0: to... Chart up. Yep. I'm like, well, guys, no matter what's happening, I am tapping this keg. So let's do that. <laughs> businessmen, businessmen. 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 And we sniff cards like we're
2: uh, kids in the hall. Well, Euronymous, he liked to talk a big game about evil and such. But from what I can tell, the black metal scene for him was about just that black metal. Mm. And even in interviews, when he talks about evil, it all just seems forced.
1: Yes. Oh. I doubt that he is hes a poser. He just cares about the music. Yeah. He just wanted to make good albums. He liked the philosophy about it, but mostly he was... Tr- but again, that's why I'm saying it's like he was trying to... He was seeing himself lose control over the people that... Because that's how he would have control. Like he'd hold court at the record store, and he would have all of these... like He had all lines of communication running through him. He had his basement where like people from of town would stay, so it was this great hub of uh, of uh, the whole scene that he was in charge of, And but in the end, it was just about a music, but the problem is that he was up against, essentially, Varg who was now taking it to a terrorist level, <laughs> where it yeah. was past the music.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like, Euronymous was all about the music, but that was not so for Varg Vikernes. For Count Grishnak, this shit was and still is very real and more about the ideas huh. Than it was About the music And that doesn't Discount Burzum As a band Nor as an influence No matter how big Of a dickhead Varg is Those first two albums Are landmarks It's mm-hmm. so like we said with About Jerry Lee Lewis Just because he married His underage cousin mm-hmm. Doesn't mean he's not Important to the history Of rock and roll There we go Everybody has their Peccadillos Everybody <laughs> yeah. has their Peccadillos Yeah you remember okay. Chuck Berry liked to uh, I yeah. remember
0: the old Chuck Berry We, uh, we did St. Louis We, were, we performed at the uh, at
2: One of his famous bars Blueberry Hill yeah. Yeah. Blueberry Hill. Yeah, just because Chuck Berry liked to uh, film, film women yeah. peeing in his uh, that restaurant. That was not good. That no. that good. Does mean good. not mean, Chuck Berry is not one of the fathers of rock and roll music. And also, great chicken in that restaurant. Yeah.
0: yeah it was a nice restaurant.
2: But I just
1: don't, you could have paid him to pee on you.
0: Yeah, there's a series of mistakes that Chuck Berry made, and now yeah, he is, he's gone. And we did make fun of him to the point where we possibly did, uh, maybe we were complicit. <laughs> in the 90-year-old's in death I don't know
2: Yeah, we're not defending any of these guys Of course we're not defending any of their actions But you can't deny that their music Their art did have a huge effect Absolutely. On everything that came out. Of afterwards. course, look at Woody Allen
0: or Tom Cruise Yeah To separate the artist from the art Yeah, sure <laughs> I'm actually upset I want to see that uh, the movie Tom Cruise is in right now But I, I can't look at him yeah, I can't yeah.
2: do it You just can't look at Tom Cruise it aggravates anymore aggravates me Yeah it sucks Yeah But it seems to me that for Varg, the ideas and principles come first, and the music comes second. And Euronimus and Varg, they fucking hated each other by the end. Hmm. According to Varg, a lot of other people in the scene hated Euronimus as well. Although, again, Varg is an unreliable source. This is what he said about that. Hmm. Darkthrone realized what a jerk he was. They didn't want anything to do with him.
1: Fenris liked Austin. I I, him. Is it Is it Astin? Even I have a hard time with it. But the other guys, they hated him. They cursed him in rituals. They were Satanists. <laughs> That's how they show how they hate. Me? Uh, I just wrote, Euronymous sucks big ones
0: in <laughs> bathroom salts.
1: That was my grassroots. That's brutal. But I think a lot of it had to do with money. The reason why everybody else hated him is because he wasn't paying anybody. Yeah, he He sure. fucked up the whole business. He couldn't get reprints of Burzum. That's kind of what the the, the big fight that happened to Varg and Euronymous is that, that Burzum, the second album, sold out really fast, but uh Euronymous could not afford the second rollout of records. Mm. And Varg was already in with him for money couldn't get his royalties paid out so he's getting he's getting madder and madder i think that varg also because he didn't get the stature that he wanted in the scene cuz i don't i honestly think in the end Euronymous genuinely didn't really care about his his position it happened naturally and then he was trying to maintain it where varg was he wanted what Euronymous had because he thought he was actually more hardcore because he was he's going to do we t- are going to find out he was the real hardcore one and when he didn't get it he immediately like like in a way that happens with like easily bored pieces of shit where he's just like, well, I'm done with this scene. Like I'm out, I'm out with this. And that's why in the end, now his music's all Norse.
2: EDM. Oh,
0: okay. it's not that. even
2: ma- it's not even that. It's, God, it's awful. It's not Norse EDM? We'll get into okay. Bersum's recent stuff later. All right. Now, Faust said that Varg was, quote-unquote, very much into making war with Euronymous, uh, that he didn't <laughs> like him anymore because oh. he wasn't true enough, oh. and he wasn't paying royalties, which he wasn't. That's the big issue. Yeah, that's the big that issue. That is the big issue. Yeah. Yes. But also, in the opinion of Faust, Varg didn't like Euronymous because Euronymous got more attention within the scene Itself, Varg may have been the poster boy to the squares, mm. but in the scene, Euronymous was still the guy. Yeah. Because no matter what, because no. he was pissed off, like a lot of the musicians were pissed off at Euronymous, but the fans... Loved Euronymous still, and they like, went to the record shop and everything. They right? went to the, the record course. shop, He's like hub. Yeah, to them, like Euronymous was the guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like
1: Euronimus is Kevin Hart, and Varg is Hillary Clinton. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't quite see the connection, yeah, but we'll, but I we'll, we'll don't just don't let just let that. We're gonna <laughs> let the don't audience don't figure that out and send your theories <laughs> to us on Twitter at Ben Kissel, Henry loves you and Marcus Parks. <laughs> Off.
2: Uh, for Euronymous' part, it seems like he was a lot more worried about the Swedes than he was about Count Grishnak. Mm. But on the night of August 10th, 1993, Euronymous would find out who his true enemy really was. Ooh. Now, there are three versions of what happened that night. It's like the movie Clue. <laughs> oh.
1: But actually, but here it's with an umlaut. It's clear. 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 Clear.
2: Clear. There's Varg's version, Uh the version of the guy who was with Mm Varg, and the official version. Varg's version begins with a call from Samoth of the band Emperor. Allegedly, Samoth told Varg that Euronymous had told him that he was planning to kill Varg by zapping him with a stun gun, tying him up, and torturing him to death. Um, Jeez. No, you need
1: to say it the proper Norwegian way, which is electronic shock pistol, <laughs> oh. which is what Varg calls it again and again.
2: Ah! Okay. Ah! Now, Varg would have brushed this off as Euronymous just talking shit again, but Samoth was supposedly the only person Euronymous had said this to.
1: I, well, we'll it, get into this. I'll attack this whole theory only because it's like they all issue death threats against yeah. everyone. That and is that just how they very, all spoke
0: to each that's other. That's very yeah. difficult. He's not Catwoman. I mean, how, how powerful is <laughs> yeah, this taser? It just <laughs> like this
1: is the Sinister 6 yeah. they We're all acting like uh-huh. a bunch of supervillains all like, m- like yeah, meandering against yeah. each other when it's just a bunch of bro. 21-year-olds in the basement of a stinky record (laughs) shop.
2: Extremely intoxicated. Well, Varg reasoned that if Euronymous wasn't being serious, he'd tell everybody as he was known to do. But since the Uranimus only told one person it was more likely that he was serious about his threat you see what I'm saying here he told one trustworthy black metal
0: enthusiast uh-huh. in no way are they gonna gossip <laughs> they are no no lockbox
1: Al Gore it's lockbox lock do do it in da, 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 da. <laughs> what a fucking <laughs> nest of hens well,
0: that's uh, what, the irony that's what, about uh, all of this and
2: that's what Varg said he <laughs> he said uh like Euronymous of course he told Samoth but of course Samoth reported directly to me so I found out about it to meet you reported <laughs> directly to Chelsea huh? and
1: Barbara in the office. God, <laughs> like,
0: desperate
2: house dweebs. This is unbelievable.
1: Desperate house dweebs.
2: <laughs> well, and not only had Euronymous told Samoth that he was gonna kill Varg, Euronymous had also just sent Varg a very nice letter. Oh. Now we don't know the exact contents, but Varg described it as quote sweet, pink, and cozy. And this naturally made him even more suspicious. Ooh. Would you believe every I had a heart above it?
1: <laughs> and every J, lowercase that is, like in Jurg or in Jorg or in K- or in (laughs) everything begins with three J's. Mm -hmm. Each one had a heart over it. And I'm like what are we doing, trying to seduce me? Then come over here and kiss me then, you sweet (laughs) fucker (laughs) always holding out.
2: Oh, 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 love (laughs) could be in the air. So on August 10th, 1993 Varg drove from Bergen to Oslo to, according to him, confront Euronymous about the threats and he was joined by a guy named Snorri Ruch. What was that? Snorri Ruch. It's probably... <laughs> Snorri Ruch. Just, he's the He is the dwarf that keeps all the rest of them awake at night. I see. <laughs> I, I mean, think he's dressed like a furry, right? It, it's <laughs> he would have to be. It's S-N-O-R-R-E. So it's probably like Snorri. Snorri. Uh But we'll call him by his alias. Blackthorn. That's cool. Now you say that Varg drove. Varg
1: was driven by uh. Snore. He called up Snorri. He said, Drive me to Euronymous's house. And he has all of these little bitches that are like, Yep. And they came. And Varg hid in the back seat with a blanket over him because he said that he was too famous in Norway mm. and that if he's seen, he would cause a commotion. <laughs> of course, I heard about that. Well, actually, Blackthorn. he does
2: he does make a good point with that yeah. because he was a national figure at this point because he had been arrested for all the church burnings and people were talking about him constantly. So his, his mug shots were on the TV, stuff like that. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Everyone knew what he looked like. Uh, so Blackthorn had just joined Mayhem, or Snorri, excuse me excuse me, had just joined Mayhem, which was Euronymous's band. Now his part in the story is pretty fuzzy and although there is some evidence that says he may have known what was going to happen, it seems to me like he might have just been in the wrong place at the wrong time. He Mm. was just, as Henry said, he was just doing what Varg was telling him to do. I see. So Varg showed up at Euronimus' house in the middle of the night and rang the doorbell. Euronimus let him in, and Varg walked up to Euronimus' fourth-floor apartment while Snorri stood outside having a smoke. Now, Euronimus
1: issued a death threat to you. He then allows you to just walk into his house. He answers the door in his whitey-tidies, oh. which are Norwegian, which, so you know that they're covered in
2: urine stains. Oh, sure. <laughs> well, what are you going to yeah. do? you got to let him in. Now, the only two people who know what really happened once Varg got into the apartment are Varg and Euronymous. But according to Varg, Euronymous, still in his underwear... Panicked when Varg confronted him and kicked Varg in the chest.
1: I kicking you, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. oh, going kicking blast. It's like in Street Fighter. So if there is
0: like a tail of the tape, what are we talking here? Both five foot seven, hundred and fifteen pounds, reach about twenty five inches.
2: I actually have no idea what their sizes are. I think Varg okay. is actually a, a fairly be- like tall guy. Is he a taller guy? It seems like he is. I think
1: he's a taller guy. They're both like gas station attendant fit. My okay. size. You know what I mean? Where it's like. They could wrestle They could wrestle a
2: homeless man, <laughs> but only if the homeless man's too drunk to fight. I see. All right. Varg said Euronymous ran to the kitchen to grab a knife, so Varg pulled his knife and stabbed Euronymous before he could get there. Euronymous then allegedly ran towards his room where Varg said he kept the shotgun the dead had killed himself with. Doesn't know if that's real or
1: not. He did not know if that was true or not, but what he said is that if it was
2: true, he had to defend himself. hmm but Varg managed to chase Euronymous out of the apartment, who was screaming for help and ringing the doorbells of all his neighbors. Which ended, you know, which gave Varg complete contempt, because like he died like a coward. Like a coward who goes screaming and running like a little girl. It's like, you're stabbing him. Yeah, yeah you are stabbing him. Yeah. You're stabbing him. He's in his underwear. It's three in the morning. He doesn't know what the fuck's going on. Yeah. He's wearing his cool iHeart Transylvania shirt. <laughs> well, Varg said that since he was now absolutely convinced that Euronymous had been planning to kill him, Varg decided to end it right then and there. Ooh. And as Euronymous was running down the stairs, Varg stabbed him in the back again and again. Euronymous fell, and Varg delivered the killing blow by stabbing him in the skull hard enough to make the knife stick. Whoa. Whoa. Jeez, that is not easy to do. That is not easy to do at all. No, you have to be very mad at someone. That is know. a fatality there. Well, My goodness. But I don't know if he's telling the truth on that, because the coroner's report says that Euronymous was stabbed 23 times, and they list the official cause of Mm. death as blood loss. Varg is the only one who says that he stabbed Euronymous in the skull so hard the knife stuck. No one else says that. Nothing Varg says is true.
1: I, I am no. I am now convinced. I've listened to him tell this story four or five times. He does it again and again in his YouTube page. He And he did it in the documentary. And I think he is full of shit. I think that he panicked yeah. and was just stabbing him, stabbing him, stabbing him. And then he died at the bottom of those stairs. Well, Snorri... Was just outside, just being like, "Oh,
0: oh!" Still smoking the world's longest cigarettes, Apparently, I don't know what. Yeah, the it heck was is a five hundred. It it was it was, yeah, it was, me. Me. <laughs> it was Bureau's five hundred. Yeah, light it with a
2: torch or something. Now, it may have happened that way. It may have been self-defense, but there is a mountain of evidence to the contrary that says this was a premeditated act through and through. Mm-hmm. Now, according to the official court documents, there was a third accomplice in all of this. Just before Snorri and Varg left Bergen for Oslo, they set up an alibi. First... They rented a movie, one they had already seen, so they could describe the plot to police later. And apparently it was Mrs. Doubtfire, because according to oh. them, is that,
1: um, I mean, if you rented it, how could you not stay at home and watch it? I agree.
0: <laughs> he just wants his children back, and then, actually, it's a very creepy film.
2: Anachronism, Mrs. Doubtfire was not released yet. 1993!
0: Oh, <laughs> inachronism! <laughs> no! Wow! Wowza! Wait,
2: what year was Mrs. Doubtfire? Ninety-three!
0: I don't know about that.
2: Uh, it might not have been on video. God, it was ninety-three. Yes. Okay, it was on yes. video. I don't it, it, know if it, it was on. Out. I don't know if it was on video yet because just was six thing, months. This whole thing happened in August, and I'm pretty All sure right. Mrs. Doubtfire was a summer video. Maybe and it a It takes big? a long time uh, for videos I'll back then in It was six months. It was six months, months in day. Back then in the nineties, it took a long time for a video to be released in other countries I as opposed know. to America. I don't know. Harvey
0: Firestein. He was very. well let the
2: listeners figure this one out. I'll figure that out.
0: But my hot flashes.
2: At Marcus Parks,
0: at Henry Loves You. I call anachronism. Wow. I will decide
2: the (laughs) truth on that. Well, after they rented the video, they left an ATM card with the third accomplice who was supposed to take out some cash in the middle of the night to make it look like Varg was still in Bergen. Unfortunately, hmm. they left the wrong card, so that part of the plan <laughs> fell apart. So
1: fucking stupid. <laughs> and mean? then Varg also brought with him a contract that would have released Burzum from Death Like Silence Productions. Because that was his whole like his whole reasoning was saying I went to Euronymous' apartment to hand deliver this contract, to throw it in his face so that he could see that Burzum had left and Euronimus tried to murder me which is garbage. They, yeah. had been, they had been barely talking. It was already happening where it was like Euronimus was trying to reel him back in because he wanted Burzum on the label because he loved Burzum. He loved the yeah. band and technically had a lot of weird love for Varg but Varg just rejected him completely mm. and so he just thought he had built this whole thing when in reality it was fucking a Cone Brothers movie where everybody's <laughs> everybody's a moron but yeah. he fucked it up completely. <laughs>
0: oh, my goodness. He used his head like a butcher block. That is horrible stuff here. Well, if he did it.
2: Well, the whole, like that. the whole thing with the contract, Snorri said uh, that if Varg dropped off the contract with Euronymous releasing Burzum, then everybody would think that everything was hunky-dory between them. Uh-huh. And that there would be no reason for uh, Varg to kill Euronymous. Mm. And that, according to Snorri, that's exactly what Varg told Euronymous the visit was for, ...through the intercom was when Varg was trying to get into Euronymous' building. Because Hmm. Euronymous did not want to let Varg in. Yeah, yeah.
0: Shouldn't have let him in there.
2: Yeah, of course not. No, it's 3 a.m. Somebody has just driven 12 hours to come see you in the middle of the night. Why are you going to let him in the house? He's like, I just went to bed. Come back in the morning. Uh, yeah. and then Varg was insistent and Euronimus let him in uh, and for some reason when Snorri retells the story he only refers to Varg as the count
1: oh god these all of these people it reminds me of high school when we used to play D&D and then we used to call each other by the names of our characters oh
0: god really? wait a second yeah. what? Like it called, but like in out, public? in
1: school? outside of the D&D game? yeah my name was Ignatius Nostradamus <laughs> because I was an elf wizard I was a chaotic good elf wizard.
0: Wow! Wow! Seven years to get that piece of information out. <laughs> wow! That is. What was Ignatius? What was that name? Ignatius Nostradamus. Ignatius yeah. Nostradamus. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. It was cool, and I had control of fire. Mm, so stew. Uh,
0: is that stew?
2: <laughs> so you were a pyromancer as well?
1: Yes. Right? Thank you, Marcus, for using the proper <laughs> term. <laughs>
2: Wow. Hey, if he's going to be nerdy, he better be nerdy, right? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Get into it. <sighs> well, Snorri said the Count had brought gloves with him as well, but. He forgot to wear them. Which uh. is what Varg tried to use as
1: a reason why he was not a premeditated murder. He's like, well, I had shooting gloves on me. I would have used my shooting gloves, which mm. is the dumbest shit I've ever heard, that you even need to bring shooting
2: gloves for your stuff, eh, whatever. But yeah. obviously his story's filled with holes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he says, like, my story has not changed for 21 years. That's why it's true. It's like, no, you just got a good story and you stuck with it. Rolling with it, okay. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll tell you
1: what, I, I think I may actually um, have some proof of why Euronymous uh, let Varg into the room. Why? There's a, a bit of uh, a piece that was written online that I found that I hear that it, like, I, I mean honestly it tells the story like pretty accurately and I think it's pretty close mm-hmm. to what like actually went on between the two of them. What's the name of the website that you read this on? Well yeah I'll read this story. Okay. 22 um, year old Varg Vikernus waits outside of Euronymous's flat in Knox. Euronymous answers half-naked, and his face is streaked with the sweaty remnants of face paint, expressionistic black-and-white geometric patterns which once depicted him as a demonic and diabolical internal creature, but now only serves to characterize him as a lame kiss impersonator. <laughs> Varg, It's been a while. Varg, staring at his feet as he nervously scuffs the floorboards. Hi, Euronymous, and yes, it's been like nine months, not that I'm counting. Euronymous... Varg, we're, we're friends. You can call me by my real name. I-Eystein, I, 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 Varg, finally looking into Euronymous's eyes, very sheepishly. Okay. Hi, Eystein. Euronymous, what brings you to Oslo, <laughs> my comrade in evil? Varg, oh, you know, church burning and shit. Euronymous, yeah, I forgot about how much of a hellraiser you are. Varg, embarrassed but flattered, doesn't realize he's blushing. As if... <laughs> I'm nowhere near as evil as you. That that, that suicide picture of your ex-vocalist is so fucking brutal. <laughs> Varg, I couldn't stop thinking about you. Uh, can I come in? Euronymous. Can it wait? It's very late. Yeah, I know. I was just wondering if we could talk about what happened last week. Euronymous. <laughs> last week? Yeah, oh yes. I mean, I meant nothing. We were both drunk as fuck, dude. Varg, do you really believe that? Or are you just worried about Fenris? <laughs> Of course not, of course not, Fenris doesn't own me Of course, I know that, I'm just worried You haven't called me since, well, since it happened It shouldn't have happened, it didn't mean anything So, it was all meaningless, you say Those three hours of passionate lovemaking were meaningless, you say You told me you love me I do It's just, I don't want to be gay (laughs) But you are Please don't be like this. I know you want to be with me. He grabbed Euro's face and kissed him hard. Yuro didn't object and even led him to the bedroom. I'll be back. Now I just need to go to the bathroom. He walked out, and Varg lay in his bed, stripped off, and waited for his lover. Varg's point of view. I lie flat on my back on the bed, my erection, jutting out from my lower belly. I have an urgent need to touch myself, but I did not do it without Master's permission. Still, one quick stroke can't hurt, right? With this thought on my mind, I'd reach down and encircle my throbbing member with my hand, and jerking off slowly and gently. Bitch, did I tell you to masturbate? Master's voice booms from the doorway, and I drop my hand. I ask you a question, slut! Did I ask you to masturbate. No, no, master, but I was so horny. You're a whore. You're always horny. That doesn't give you the right to touch yourself without my permission. You will be punished now. Yes, master, I whispered, afraid and yet aroused at the same time. Master retreats into the large cupboard in our bedroom and returns with a bag of fun gear,
0: as he likes to call it. There's a, there's more pages of this. <laughs> what on earth did we just listen to? The Oscar goes to Henry Zabrowski. Powerful performance. Now, what is, that? there is sexual Fiction about this stuff. Of course there is. Of course,
2: of, of course, course there of time is. In what do you mean? Of course is there what is. what it's
1: called with Varg Vikernes by Livia Loves Black Metal. Um, okay, one time in Norway. What happened was, is I went to go search for uh, Varg Vikernes. Wrote a version, of, like our Norwegian version of the Turner Diaries, and I went to go look for it. to like sort of like, and uh, I that's the only thing that popped up when I looked
0: up Varg Vikernes fiction. I love it. <laughs> Given his homophobic tendencies, I think it's a
2: powerful way to combat this man. So after the murder, Varg and Snorri drove all night back to Bergen, listening to Dead Can Dance, so as to be as Atmospheric and dramatic as possible. Oh, God. Yeah, and once they were back, they returned the video, completing their airtight alibi. Oh, my. I hope they didn't spoil it for the clerk behind the desk, (laughs) being like, it's Robin Williams the whole time.
0: (laughs) No! Yeah.
2: No! (laughs) Sorry. Now, the suspicion for the murder initially fell on the Swedes that oh. Euronymous had been feuding with at the time. And Varg fueled this theory, telling police the Swedes were jealous of Norwegian black metal ideology, which was decidedly more evil than the Swedish version. Okay. Yeah, of course it is. We just like clocks and chocolate. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, after hitting a dead end with Varg, police started grilling some of the black metal hangers on, specifically a 16-year-old Swedish girl who had briefly lived with Euronymous. She said, I do not believe that Esther was killed by
1: Swedish Satanists. Most of the Swedes are too cowardly to ever commit a murder. I will not reveal the name of the real killer. The black metal scene will exact its own revenge against him. Sorry.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Well, you, you don't uh you don't associate Swedes with murder. Not a you whole don't lot. do it. No. Yeah, very no, no, no not a whole
2: lot. the Norwegians. They I have a lot that. more Yeah, well, yeah. Well, you got course. your Anders. You got your Anders Breivik. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah. It's Ooh, Horrible whoa. man. 87 <laughs> oh, this people. guy. Whoa. Oh,
1: what man. about Anders? Ah. <laughs> uh. What
2: about Barb? Well, well, Everybody hates Anders. Yes, they do. <laughs> but while this girl wouldn't roll over on Varg, I suppose thinking about taking revenge herself, she did finger Baird Aiton, a.k.a. Faust, for the murder of Magna Andresen. Mm. Faust was arrested a year and a week after the murder and confessed under questioning.
0: But there was still no evidence other than uh, other than this young girl and his confession, right?
2: Yeah, there was no evidence, but his lawyer advised him to
0: confess. Never confessed. you got to watch the documentary on Netflix. Have you guys seen the confession tapes yet? Uh-uh. Very interesting.
1: It is very, very good. It's very, very yes. good.
0: I would like to do an episode about false
1: confessions. I think it's really interesting. Yeah,
2: oh, for sure. We definitely should. Now, after Faust went down, the rest of them fell like dominoes, including mm. Varg, who had stupidly left fingerprints all over the crime scene.
0: He didn't wear his shooting gloves. Well, you know know why he left
1: fingerprints all over the scene? Was because... Once he heard that squirting sound, as master applied lube to his ten-inch-long, <laughs> four-inch-thick
2: cock. Oh he also applied goodness. a lube to my
1: silky, smooth, shaven crack and pressed one finger inside of me, wriggling it around to loosen me up. I moaned into my gag as master chuckled. You like being fingered, don't you slut, he hissed. Oh my. Unable to respond verbally, I simply gave another muffled
0: moan. And if you are listening and you are aroused by that, it's okay. <laughs> um, you can find it uh, online. You the
1: Huge head of his uncut cock against my hole, master <laughs> never know, was one I for being it, gentle. I can't we, get hear them, we get it, we master get it. Master gripped my narrow hips oh, as he slammed game. his heavy meat in and out of my asshole. We have got
0: a we've got a sex alert going on <laughs> wow. over here. It, it's turning into saucy talk. No wonder he had no time to clean up the scene. My good, I guess I I, I get it now. Yeah,
2: now, there's a lot of speculation as to why Varg murdered Euronimus. We know Varg says that it was self defense. Others claim that it was solely over royalties, but that doesn't really make sense either. Because if mm. he kill, if Vard kills Eronimus, he's not going to get any of the royalties. Maybe
0: there was money in the house. Did they try to rob the place? No, not no, at all. Okay. No. no, no, no.
2: Of course, there's not money in the house. I don't know. He spent all I, his money on have... kebabs and soda.
0: I'm speculating. That's
1: the thing. It's like. In the rap world, right, when we originally were doing the series, we talked about the idea of, like, East Coast versus West Coast. At least those guys had fucking money. Yes. Yeah. They were all millionaires fighting each other with armies. They had boys. They had, like, all cr- crew and guns and all this shit. These are just shitheads. No money that. that. Like, essentially, you're just, uh, just outside of living in a dumpster.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Maybe some egos in the freezer. the other theory is that Varg killed Euronymous for dominance over the scene to take his place at the top of the pecking order. Now, personally, I think that last theory is closest, but I think there's a little more to it than that, or a little less, depending on your point of view. Hmm. Now, this is just speculation. This is my personal opinion. But I think, after spending quite a bit of time with the words of Varg Vikernes over the last few weeks that the most important thing in the world to Varg is how he sees himself. Right. That's why he killed Euronimus, for his own ego. Mm. He needed to feel powerful. He didn't give a shit about being a leader or gaining dominance over a music scene that he didn't really seem to give a shit about. Even though they're all terrible, Varg is still a man of ideas, and he couldn't stand that a man who, in his opinion, was a poser could even have the possibility of being taken more seriously than him. Which just shows how much of a loser he is.
1: Yeah. He's just such a loser. This idea
2: that he needs to live up to what everybody
1: else thinks of him. He does. It's also, there's a part of this concept of like, that's how far you gotta go in the black metal world, where it's like, no, actually, the farthest you gotta go is get a platinum record. Yeah, that <laughs> so would what be. What that means is, that, that would, that would be, nice. be really impressive.
0: But yeah. in Varg's mind, he is. Living his truth the best, uh, you know, to his best ability, right? Like he thinks he's actually walking the walk. He's talking the talk, and now he's walking the walk.
1: So you're saying. Hashtag Yas He's Yas <laughs> queen
0: <laughs> I mean, it leads to horrible uh, results in murder, but he did follow through with what he was saying, so I think in his mind, he's telling the truth, or he's living a truthful life.
2: Above all, Varg is a man of principle. Yeah. Uh, the that's, strange, that, is, thin, that is what pale way. Yeah, he's got, he has his principles, he has his ideas, and he sticks to them, and he has stuck to them for his entire fucking life. He mm. has not wavered once in his beliefs. All right. So that for the murder of Magna Andresen, Faust was sentenced to 14 years in prison. And that's, he, it? That's, that's it? That's it? Well, that's oh. the Norwegian justice system. I don't know and about that. And when he was later asked if he regretted it, he said, There's no
1: remorse. I took his life and I paid for it. It's not a big deal, at least not in
0: my opinion. Because yeah, you didn't really pay 14 years. I mean, that's a, that's a steal at any
2: murder. Well, it's Snorri... <laughs> <laughs> that's like, a very low, that's a low price for a murder. Uh, Snorri Rook a.k.a. Blackthorn was sentenced to 8 years for his part in the murder of Euronymous and for the murder itself Varg Vikernes a.k.a. Count Grishnak got the maximum sentence in Norway of 21 years in prison Wow.
0: And that's also, we mentioned uh, Brevik, on Brevik, who killed 87 people. 21 years is all he got as well. hmm Yeah, that's, I mean, that's,
2: that's just the, ma- that is the, I think, the, I really crazy. do think Norway is, it is a very principled country. Yeah. Yes.
0: For better or for worse, I would I would say the, uh, when you kill 87 people, 21 is too light. And in this case, well, I guess in this case, we probably have some murders in this country getting 20, 15 years as well.
2: Yeah. 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 And, and it's, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's, you know, there's over-sentencing and then yeah. there's, uh, there's under sentence. Yeah, for sure.
0: OJ Simpson's is about to have a reality television show. In October, yeah. he <laughs> he is out in October, a perfect month for yeah. OJ to be released. Well, the ac- hallo- uh,
2: Halloween. Well, according to the blind items, OJ oh. is working on a book. Which is going to tear the Kardashian family apart? Somebody oh, is Kim's God. real dad. Is it Kim or is it the uh, Which one? No, no, no. no. It's. Uh, I believe it's. It, it's. Is uh, it Chloe? It's the one that looks exactly like O. J. Simpson. Ooh, is it Chloe? <laughs> I think it's Chloe. Yeah, oh yeah. my! I think goodness. it's Chloe. But for more blind items and celebrity news, That's go it. listen to page seven on the Last Podcast Network. <laughs> so where is Varg today? Where is Varg? You know what, Marcus? Can I ask? Where is VAR today? Let me tell you. Thank you. Well, it's been 24 years since his conviction. So he's now out of jail and has his very own YouTube channel. He's a regular PewDiePie. <laughs> yes, he is. Yes, he <laughs> is. a yeah, yeah. Racist. I honestly, in other words.
1: I, and this is a controversial opinion, but I think technically he is more entertaining than PewDiePie. Okay, yeah, well, I, it's not that I, controversial. I, would say by I far, could see by that by far for more. Sure. By, yes, by far more. But this man.
2: Can drone for <laughs> hours. Yep, his oh videos cover gosh. everything from the purpose of blonde hair and Thulean myths Ugh. to other videos with titles like. How big muscles can a man get? How big? How big well, muscles yeah. can a man get?
1: Well, his whole thing is that bodybuilding is a is a selfish act, yeah. and that men should only be strong enough to work in the woods, and that if you have too big of muscles, it eats up too much energy, so it's bad for survival. This is not true. Which, again, just sounds like he just wanted to look at muscles. He also well, what and, did um,
2: man, do he do in
0: prison is, I, for twenty one years?
2: Well, uh, he said he read. He was a scholar. It was essentially a time of scholarship in which uh. I read and I wrote. And that video, how big muscles. Can a man get it's mostly just a slideshow of old-timey scandinavian beefcakes which Varg seems to have quite a large collection of it's like 20 beefcakes okay It's all from a very specific period of time fascinating Now he posts videos almost every day sometimes multiple times a day mostly from the front seat of his car As most (laughs) youtube videos are made for some fucking reason you can see him playing with swords You can see him doomsday prepping or replacing the air filter on his Volkswagen bus. And who doesn't want to see that? Marcus, what's the name of his role-playing game? Oh, God, I
1: can't remember. He created... Look it up real quick. Look it up real quick, because he did a role-playing game that is all grinding. He did this D&D nerd where Uh he made it so it's all of the least fun parts of the role playing game and he made it ultra realistic where if you need wool you have to raise sheep and then you have to roll dice to see if your sheep live and then you have to like and so you do it for hours and hours and hours and eventually you get to the part where you play out the Norse myths.
0: I'm interested to hear what an Ignatius Nostradamus like how a character (laughs) like that might participate in a role playing game like this.
1: Um <laughs> okay. Okay, cool. So I got my talisman of protection. Good. I've got my talisman of Victoria's going to let me ask her to the dance this week. I think she's going to. Victoria's the name of a real girl I had a crush on
2: in <laughs> <An> elementary school. <laughs> The uh, role playing game is called My Farag. Okay. uh, Which is just that he, all he did, he didn't even give it a fun name. My Farag just stands for mythic fantasy role playing game. Uh, Ah, he's very literal. He says, uh, The rules are designed to make sense and to give the players the ability to immerse themselves in Thula, a highly credible fantasy world similar to the European classical antiquity, some places touching into the Viking Age or the Bronze Age, but yet different. In Thula, sorcery and ancient deities are real, and the world is inhabited by not only humans, but also elves, nymphs, dwarves, ettins, and trolls, as well as other creatures. Honestly, sounds kind of fun. It is a 160 one-page core
0: rule book. Oh, my. You have to read 160 pages of rules? <laughs> what kind of world
1: is this? It is a pain in <laughs> no the ass. No I was just looking at it. I was like,
0: there's just so much bullshit in this. And for nothing. All right. Yeah, well,
2: not for nothing, for fun. Yeah, but who
0: can you talk to about it other than the people that have read
2: 160 pages of rules. Yeah, uh, that's pretty... I mean, a lot of role-playing game uh, books are... uh, They get about that thick. It's lonely. They get pretty thick. No, it's not lonely. You play it with uh, friends. It's the opposite of lonely. Okay. Uh, No, it's actually... It has a pretty big YouTube
1: group, oh, like a okay. community. So there is a There's community It's like sixty there. to seventy people that get together and they play the games and they record it over YouTube and they hang out. And that's and and also Varg, if you do get into the game, Varg is a direct person you can talk to, and they'll talk on. He'll talk at you on YouTube and he'll get into the talking about variances of the
2: game because he's constantly pushing his game. Strange yeah. stuff. Now we would play some excerpts from Varg's videos, but they are extremely boring. Much like Burzum's new albums, which are pretty much just New Age music for goths, that borders on self-parody. Ah. Now, as far as crime in the black metal scene goes, it definitely did not end with the conviction of Varg Vikenis. It would take a whole other episode for us to cover even a fraction of these other crimes. Hmm. But we definitely wanted to give an honorable mention to a man named Gal. Yeah. No? No. Now, Gal, lead singer of the black metal band Gogoroth, which is was awesome. arrested... Yeah, which is fucking great. It's in one of those uh, Lord of the Rings references, Yeah, fucking awesome. He was arrested in 2004 for assaulting a dude who showed up drunk and belligerent to a party at Gal's house. Now, allegedly, mm. Gal tied him up, tortured him for hours, and collected his blood in a cup to minimize the mess. My goodness. Now, in his own defense, Gal said...
1: As I always say, when people cross my line and I let them know where my line is, many steps before they cross it, and they still choose to cross it, then I will be the one to decide what their punishment will be. And it is every single time we are playing
0: Hungry Hungry Hippos.
1: And oh my goodness. I goodness I those hippos
0: you. are hungry. You know, well, he tells the guys not to cross the line. The guy crossed the line. He knew where the line was. Yeah, he knew exactly he drew, where the line This guy would be a, a strong president.
2: Oh yeah, gall is known to be like the scary one in the black metal scene. He made a red line and someone crossed it. He looks fucking terrifying. I believe it. (laughs) Big dude, long hair, like his corpse paint is fucking on point. He's terrifying. He's got awesome nail covered armbands and he's also a fucking Great artist. Okay, like Gall is—he's a, a very interesting character. He also allegedly beat a guy half to death backstage at a concert for making homophobic remarks. As Gall is one of the few openly gay dudes in the black metal scene, principled. But Gall claims that nobody said anything to him directly
1: he heard it I will suck dick so evilly I will suck the devil's dick and make the devil come because there's nothing more fucking metal than sucking the
0: devil's dick so well that he comes in under three minutes and I'll do it time me (laughs) two and a half minutes How two and a half minutes under three
1: minutes I will say I wish the devil had warned me before he ejaculated it's simply polite to do
2: (laughs) and that's the day the devil died now, In other news, not two weeks ago, right here in America, the Polish death metal band Decapitated were arrested on suspicion of kidnapping a fan, although very few details have been released about that one just yet. I'm not trying to get into all that Polish death metal. Yeah.
1: No. <laughs> That's
0: intense stuff.
1: I was also looking up, trying to look up famous Polish warriors, because Norway has all these famous warriors, and I believe there's one called the Hathars, and they just wear big hats. Oh. <laughs> it's bad.
2: It's bad. Well, you're a Polish man, so I'd imagine you wanted to look into your uh, my heritage, ancestry a bit. My family. Yep. What'd you find? Not a lot. <laughs> <laughs> And while it may not be a crime crime, the band Stalag have used actual criminals in their recordings. One of their members works part-time in a mental institution and was able to convince the administration to let him borrow patients to sing on one of their albums under the guise of primal scream therapy.
0: Very interesting.
2: (laughs) It's just nice with Stalag is that they actually got the the patients
1: permission to use their screaming because it was like they were already screaming.
0: Yeah, why (laughs) not? Use it.
2: Which is nice. Yeah, Put a microphone in there. Yeah, one of the seven vocalists they used had been institutionalized from the age of 16 for murdering his mother by stabbing her over 30 times. Not good. And another patient almost killed another patient during the recordings, which is supposedly captured on the album. Jesus. <laughs> oh my goodness. It didn't happen though. It's okay, pretty out it didn't happen. Now here is a sample of Stalag's album Project Misanthropia recorded in an abandoned chapel. You can really snap your fingers to it.
0: I don't know how to dance to it. Do you hear it?
2: The people screaming. Do It sounds like hell. Yeah. <laughs> you should listen to the whole thing. It's like 35 minutes long. That I, I 30 uh, 35 minutes of that? Yeah, it's an album.
0: Yeah, dude. I mean, that's it's a short album too. I feel like it's like when you go into the uh, into water that's room temperature. At some point, you don't even realize that you're in water because that's already what my brain sounds like. That's <laughs> that's fine. And that's it. Wow, there it is, Norwegian black
2: metal. That's it. One, two, and
0: three one, parts. One, two, and three. And, as a, nice, and
2: a ni- as a nice Woo. epilogue, Finris from Dark Throne that we've mentioned a few times, you know what he does today? What? Mailman. There it is. And he loves it.
0: I love oh. mailman. He
2: still, he still does music, of course, but yeah, he just got a day job as a mailman because he just loves delivering the mail. There it Finris, is. You know, despite the bad shit that he did in his past, he, he got over it, and he's an all-around pretty good dude. He's known as, like, the cool dude in the black metal yeah, scene. Yeah, he's got the, a sense of humor.
1: It's kind of nice. I'm I'm really, I'm, I'm excited that we covered so much that we got to cover. And I'm glad that the black metal
2: scene still got it. There it is. Yeah, this says still... Wittain's still out there throwing goats blood on everyone, making people puke. Yep. The, 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 good, the good stuff. They're doing all good things. <laughs> the good stuff, man.
1: Mayhem's still out there yeah, doing man. their shit. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, and apparently, it's kind like, of cool. their,
2: their new vocalist is like, pretty fucking great. He toured with uh, Sunset and did a lot of really cool shit. Uh, so yeah, the the black metal scene still still going strong to this day. There it is. Um, Alright everyone, let's see. We're, we are in Toronto. We're in Pittsburgh. We're in Toronto this Friday. Uh, the, uh, yep. We're in, in Toronto this Friday, September 22nd. There are tickets available for that. You can go to our website, lastpodcastontheleft.com uh, to get tickets for that. Or, of course we're coming to LA soon. We're uh, going to be coming to um, Omaha, Nebraska That's it. on November 18th, and we've got one other show this year that we're going to be announcing real soon. But it's a place that uh, people have been asking us to come back to for a long time. That's so we're going to be announcing that very, very soon. Very excited about that.
0: Two things
1: uh, we got so for the LA show, we're going to have a costume contest. So yeah. make sure you guys show up. Full gear We're doing this shit I think it's gonna be a lot of fun yeah. It's Halloween Let's fucking bust it out If you want to wear a costume And second of all If you want to You don't have to though Yeah but I like having I always like an excuse To wear a costume I know um, you And do. then uh, September September 29th friday at 11 p.m. at the people's improv theater uh in new york city i will be in town we're doing a Murderfish show i guess it's going to be the last one i i don't know when if we'll ever do it ever again so if you want to come out to see a murder fish show Come and hang out, and you're in the New York City area, September 29th, 11 p.m.
0: There it is, September 29th, the People's Improv Theater, great place. Keep on supporting all the shows here on the last podcast. Network, uh, Abliance Top Hat for Everything Political, uh, page seven, that was re- as referenced in the show. Mm-hmm. Sex and Other Human Activities, Movie Signs with the Mads, uh, Wizard of the Bruiser, all the great shows here. Uh, make sure to ke- uh, go check them out and rate and review them on iTunes, and let's get all these shows to number one, mm-hmm. uh, because uh, you guys deserve uh, to be only listening Listening to the best, and you have been for years. So and, thank you so much. And yes. I also
2: want to thank Hungry Ghost Press for Ooh. sending a big box of merch. Their shit is amazing. They sent a bunch of posters, yeah. uh, a lot of t-shirts, like some of them like that. I I got I love your t-shirts so much. I fucking love Hungry Ghost Press. So thank you very much. Uh, and also want to thank Laughing Lion Dry Bags. Okay, for sending us hmm. a bunch of dry bags. They're just bags what that are dry. Are dry? Bags? Uh, they're bags that you can put stuff in and it keeps them dry. I love it, I do no. not know why they... Uh, it's for kayaking and... We're an outdoors That's, crowd. That's sex. Sex. all You're of, us. To- of us We're literally trying to we are
1: the three We are water people We're We're, I love I love being out there To do Outdoor activities I'm They're gonna start to doing it I would Look, love to see Me bit in
0: a kayak <laughs> Good lord Follow us
1: on Twitter At Henry Loves You At Marcus Parks At Ben Kissel Follow us on Instagram At Dr. Van Tasty At Marcus Parks At Ben Kissel The number one There it and is And follow us On all of the bullshits At LP on the left
0: There you yeah. go Hail yourselves everyone Hail Satan Hail Geen Hail me And let's do a Magustalations. Magustalations.
1: Hey guys, don't kill somebody. Just make an
0: album. Make music. I
1: mean, just make albums. Make an
0: album. Make six albums. There it is.